and welcome to Out in the Sticks, your favorite paranormal podcast. I'm Shannon. With me, as always, is my storyteller from the same feller, my sister Christina. How hey, are you? I'm good. 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 All right. So this is our second attempt to record this um, episode. <laughs> Had some what you would call technical difficulties. Yeah, we don't really know. And I don't know why. What so we're happened. just re-recording the crap. <laughs> So I hope everybody's had a good couple of weeks. Yes. We've been trying to get caught up on everything. And we're going to get back on track. I, pr- I promise. We are. We're we, back are. On, we are back on track. So we're <laughs> going to get into it. So before we get started, I need to tell you today's episode is presented by Podgo. Podgo is the easiest way for you to monetize your podcast, providing podcasters with a flat rate for ad space so you always know how much you get when you include an ad from Podgo. Apply today to become a member and immediately be connected with advertisers that fit your audience. That's podgo.co at p-o-d-g-o dot c-o. And be sure to add our podcast in the How Did You Hear About Podgo section of the application. We would greatly appreciate it. What what story do you have for us? Well, today we're going to talk about the St. Augustine Lighthouse in St. Augustine, Florida. Okay. I have heard of this. Just so you know. Well, I'm, I would hope everybody's heard of the lighthouse <laughs> in St. Augustine. Well, there may be some people that haven't. Well, maybe, but I doubt it. Okay. But first, I want to talk about their website for okay. the lighthouse. They, what about it? They are awesome. Oh, okay. I thought you were about to dog This you. is the first time I've never had to go to like 10 or more different websites to find the history on a place that I was going to talk about. <laughs> They have got the most history just on their website. I don't even want to imagine what they have in the museum. <laughs> so if you want to check it out, it's the St. Augustine Lighthouse and Maritime Museum website. Maritime. So I, I would I would go check it out because a maritime down there. Yes. Well, it's Florida. <laughs> they have a maritime every day. It's the maritime state. <laughs> that should be there. That should be there. <laughs> no, <laughs> So what is, what's the deal with this lighthouse? <laughs> well, it's a lighthouse. Okay. <laughs> well, as you know... St. All right, well, we'll see you next week. <laughs> there you go, people. Have fun. Well, as you know, St. Augustine is the oldest city in the United States, and it was founded in 1565. Okay. So a couple of years ago. A few years yeah. ago. Now, in 1589, Italian cartographer, which is a map maker... Yes, I did know that. Giovanni Battista Bozio. 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 That's how I'm going to pronounce Giovanni it. Giovanni Bozio. If it's not right, you can correct me. Okay. He That's published. The worst American Italian impression. Yes, it was. Ever. That's why I didn't attempt it. <laughs> now, he published the map of the 1586 raid of St. Augustine by Sir Francis Drake. Now, this map has the first documented record of a wooden watchtower at the end of Anastasia Island. Okay. Is this where Jimi Hendrix got the song? Probably. Okay. Now, the watchtowers were built by the Spanish crown during the building of Castillo de San Marco. Boy, I'm telling <laughs> She's you. not good with these I'm not things. good with Spanish and Italian. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I can't really speak it, but I'm trying. <laughs> Now, they were erected to keep enemy ships from taking Anastasia Island. The watchtower at the north end would eventually become the St. Augustine Lighthouse. 
Now, the Spanish replaced the old one-out construction in 1737. They replaced it with a new 30-foot watchtower made of conquina, which is shell rock, and wood. Okay. A canoe was kept at the... Oh, Lord. A canoe was kept at the <laughs> island. Because <laughs> I cannot pronounce that word. It was kept over there. It was kept at the lighthouse for helping <laughs> those who were stationed there to warn the town of approaching vessels. So they would like row. They would like row back and forth between the mainland and Anastasia Island. Like fun, it really does. (laughs) We should we should go and do this because you can still do it. I mean, they just don't use it for. How many times a day would they be doing that? I guess there wasn't a lot of ships back then. Well, probably not. There weren't as many ships back then, so I'm assuming maybe (laughs) once a month, if if that much. Well, I don't know if it was a trading area. I mean, would they have to row every single time a ship came up? If they were I would think so. I would hook? think so because most of your enemy ships would come in. So they were looking for enemy ships, yeah. not necessarily, not trading, necessarily ships. trading ships. But how would they know the difference until they I got guess there? The, I guess the style of the ship, <laughs> the flags that were on I them, guess so. I guess. I don't you know. Just like, I bet you could get, like, knockoff flags, like. You could really screw like with the their spin, head. Like at the Spencer store back You could, then. like, build, like, these ships with nobody on them and just send them sailing down there, like, one right after like another every 15 like minutes. a friendly flag, but you're really an enemy. And you and, well, they would come up. from different directions if well, they were so trade ships. Well, all you'd have to do, okay, well, you, but everybody knows what the trade routes are, so just come up through the trade route, flying that. Fake flag you bought at Spencer's. I still think it would have been funny if somebody had to just had empty ships coming through there, like one like every fifteen minutes, and make a row back. That would and be forth. really expensive, especially in seventeen. I'm sure. I'm something. sure somebody had the money. That's, okay, go ahead. <laughs> now, at the top of the watchtower, a spar with a little flag-like thing. What? Like a wind sock, but it was like a 1500s wind sock. I was just say, you mean like a weather vane? No, it wasn't really a weather vane. It just told you which way the wind was blowing. No, it was raised to signal the directions from which ships traveled. So it wasn't really, it was something that would point like. Oh, it didn't go with them. So it wasn't it a wasn't wind going, sock. No, well, I mean, I was just trying to figure out how to explain what it's it just something like. that stuck out. You just put it in the direction that the shit was coming yeah, from. Yeah, basically. Okay. There you go. It was an arrow. Okay. It was an indicator. <laughs> a large, a large arrow. That way. It's just a big finger. It was this big sign. It was like one of those big foam fingers. <laughs> it was a big sign with an arrow on it. Said that way. From here. <laughs> Now, in 1763, after the French and Indian War, which was also known as the Seven Years' War, Mm -hmm. Florida was divided into East and West Florida, making it Florida East and Florida West, and that is what they called it. They didn't say West Florida and East Florida. No, because this was the British of the 1700s, so they had to make things (laughs) difficult. Fucking Florida. <laughs> they, didn't, they didn't call it North. Carolina North and Carolina South. Well, that's because, well. Those were British, I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just saying that it just because it was Florida, it had to be backwards. Uh, yeah. Just saying. Now, this in turn made the 14th and 15th British colonies in North America. Now, the capital of Florida East was St. Augustine. Okay. <clears throat> now, the Spanish that 
were in the area fled for Cuba. And they took everything from St. Augustine, including the nails from the boards, leaving the town literally completely empty. Why did I, they took the nails from the boards? I'm, just assuming the nails? They, I'm assuming they took the boards and everything, but you know how most people just leave the nails because I well, guess if they I was took stealing a board, too. I wouldn't take the nails out of it. I You're wouldn't either. Need those nails. I wouldn't either. I'd just leave the nails in. But I was thinking that you meant they just they took the nails out of the boards and just took the nails with them. No, they Why took the everything. Why the hell would you do that? They took everything. Okay. Now, the British rebuilt the town and stimulated trade and settlement. They also quickly added height to the watchtower with a 30-foot wooden construction. Now, many documents support the establishment of a lighthouse at St. Augustine during the British period of 1763 to 1783. And even with the watchtower or lighthouse, shipwrecks continued to be a problem. It wasn't a very good watchtower apparently they Apparently, they done away with the canoe and <laughs> they couldn't go... They well, didn't think they didn't, that was very well, the, efficient. The Spanish took it. <laughs> this, is, this is true. They didn't have one. Now, even with all the setbacks with the shipwrecks, shipping and trade to and from Florida East increased under Governor Grant as the town traded with the British colonies to the north. Now, St. Augustine became a military stronghold for the British, but the relationship between Great Britain and its American colonies, colonies had changed. I think we, that was pretty much the time period where we were pretty much getting fed up with their shit. Pretty much. Okay. <laughs> now, the Stamp Act crisis of 1765, which was an attempt to pay for war debts, <laughs> built an environment of rebellion that would eventually lead to the Revolutionary War. So, in other words, they came over here and tried to make us pay for, for their war. For their war. Screw you. And we said, no, no. We're not paying for your war. No, we don't like you. We don't want to pay for your war. I no, just we hit don't. the whole table with the microphones on it. but That's sorry. okay. It just adds a little flair. Now, during the night on New Year's Eve in 1782, 16 ships wrecked while attempting to enter the harbor at St. Augustine during a nor'easter. At one time? Yes. but it All was during 16... A- it was during right, a storm. Time. It was during a storm. So I can kind of see maybe because... Were they traveling together? Yeah. These ships... Right. But, but listen, <laughs> these ships were just some of the hundreds used by the British to evacuate Charlestown, South Carolina on December 14, 1781. This was after an American victory in the Revolutionary War. So they were... Refugees, basically from South Carolina, coming into Florida, Florida East, and they, <laughs> and they all shipped, their all their ships like wrecked right there in the bay at St. Augustine. Okay. Just, yeah. You, They're in a you, storm. My, the, my only question. I've got just one question. Okay. Okay. My only question is, maybe after the fifth one, <laughs> somebody would the, like the throw an anchor down. Like, hey, maybe we shouldn't try this. <laughs> I'm, that, that's all I'm saying. Or maybe they didn't know the first ones had wrecked because there was a storm blowing. Maybe not, but, I mean, they could have sent, they could have caught them. I mean, I would think that the screaming and wailing of the... Phone. Of all the people in the ocean drowning? Yeah, yeah I would I mean, think that would that be, would be <laughs> an indicator. Five, five ships worth of refugees. Probably no telling how many people on those ships. Yeah. Hundreds. So, yeah. 
I don't know. I don't know either. Maybe maybe the watchtower, they didn't have anybody on it that night because of the storm, so they couldn't warn well, them. Well, no, because the night you don't want somebody minding the watchtower is the night that is storming. You want to have somebody up there when everything's calm and nothing's going well, on. of course. <laughs> now, now I, that's just Florida. That's just Florida. Well, it was the British in Florida. Now, following the evacuation of its colonies to the north, the population of British St. Augustine grew to about 30,000 people, which in the 1700s, that was a lot of people. Now, thousands of Native Americans also came and camped outside the city gates looking to the Brit- British for protection from the American colonies <laughs> during the Revolutionary Hey, guys! Hey, yes. y'all, y'all got your room? Yes! Hey. <laughs> hey, hello. <laughs> hello in there. Us. Remember us? <laughs> you know, the ones that brought you here to, to save you to begin with. You know, us. Got you through that first winter. Hey, us. us. Hey. <laughs> hey, guys. Little <laughs> <Hi>. help here. <laughs> hello. <laughs> now, Governor Patrick Lonan struggled to feed and protect everyone, and eventually he closed out all British interests south of New York. He did what? Closed out all British interests south of New York, which means he just, so everything he just, so the south of New York, he just gave up and just went to back the, to, to the New Americans. York, basically. Okay, yeah. okay. Well, except for St. Augustine. <laughs> Now, Florida was then given back to the Spanish. <laughs> Here, the see seven- if y'all can deal with these assholes. <laughs> in the 1783 Treaty of Paris. And St. Augustine was once again a military outpost on the fringe of the Spanish colonies. Now, the Spanish then quickly tore down the British wooden construction atop the old watchtower <laughs> and refortified it with Conquina, which this is Chevron. Stu- this shit and- I don't know what they were thinking. This is why those 16 ships wrecked. (laughs) That's why they don't own anything between here and New York. (laughs) Now, maritime commerce continued to grow in the Spanish colony. It's funny the way you say maritime. Maritime. (laughs) It's a maritime. With ships coming from all over, including Savannah and Charlestown. Now, the lighthouse was originally lit with a system of Winlow Lewis Argan lamps and reflector panels. And don't, just don't. I don't know what? how to explain <laughs> what these lamps look like. Go look them up. I wasn't even going to ask. Okay, but I'm just, I know you. <laughs> I know you. But these lights were hard to see from ships. So, in 1822, French engineer... Don't you don't just just a Jean, Jean Augustine Fresnel. <laughs> There's no way his last name is pronounced Fresnel. It's not. It's pronounced Fresnel. Fresnel. Yeah. <laughs> I I I, <laughs> Fresnel. I was being funny. Okay. He perfected the Fresnel lens, changing modern optics forever. No, oh, I've heard of Fresnel. Okay. Yeah, the Fresnel lens. Okay. <laughs> Now, however, because of the expense of changing out the lenses, the United States, stupid United States, nope. was nope. slow to adopt this improved lighting system. Oh, of course. We were. So we're going to have 100 ships wreck instead of 16 because we don't want to pay for a new I light. I mean, it's $10. We Back can use that $10, $10 for with a lot else. of money. We can use that for something else. I mean, we could build mean, a house with that $10. I mean, you know, we could buy some. PBR with that. For real. 
I mean, come on. That's like a whole case of PBR. So see, so see, the Americans were not really smart either. <laughs> Instead, in 1852, they raised the St. Augustine Light Tower another 10 feet in an effort to That'll improve visibility. There you go. You can see it now. That little bitty, bitty speck of light in the distance. That'll get you home. <laughs> This doesn't surprise me one <laughs> fucking bit. It's like, instead of making it better, let's just make it bigger. That's America. <laughs> yeah. Bigger is better. You didn't know that. It's fucking America. Bigger is better. <laughs> now, by 18... 18- In a nutshell. <laughs> there you- but, but, you know, that's why that that saying comes from here, bigger is better. <laughs> because, on. you know... Go on. It's going to cost more money to put a lens in than it is to build this tower bigger. <laughs> so let's do that. You know, with a lens, you probably have one person changing it. With building it, you've got at least got 20 to, people. We've got to create jobs. <laughs> you've got at least 20 people we've you've got, got to pay. We've got to create jobs. <laughs> so, yeah, it would cost much less to build it bigger than it would just to put a lens in. All right. So by 18... <laughs> there, there again... <laughs> All right, let's stop shitting on America. I love America, <laughs> but we don't always do the smartest things. We don't think things through before we, we ever do. We don't think things we, through completely before we act. We just do. We are very. Re- we are a very reactionary people. We are. We just. Re- we just do. We don't think. So, by 1853, the St. Augustine Light Tower was held a new fourth order. Fresnel lens, which means it was given a new Fresnel lens, but it was like a fourth order, so it wasn't like the best Fresnel <laughs> lens there was. It was like buying a bag phone, but like in the year 2000. Yeah, basically. Okay. <laughs> I got you. For those of you old enough to know what a bag phone was. Look it up. <laughs> I'm sure there's a picture somewhere. Bag phones were awesome in their day, dude. All right. Now, a single lard oil lamp fueled by whale oil was used for the light. You would think it would be fueled by lard. Well, lard and whale oil. I guess when the lard ran out, because whales (laughs) per pound would have more oil than a hog. Okay. (laughs) So think about it. Okay. That that is actually one time maybe they did think things through. sure? Per pound. Per pound, yeah. Okay. I mean, because whales are like a hundred hogs big. Yeah, but what if they don't? I would think that maybe a pig produces more fat than a Not whale always. produces oil. I don't even well, know why I'm oil, having this conversation. The oil in the whale is fat also. Because I have no idea what and I'm actually, even talking about. And actually, a whale, if you think about it, would have a thicker layer of fat, which they render down to make the oil exactly as whale blubber. Because they're in the icy ocean. So, therefore, I don't they know. would have a thicker layer of fat. I don't know. Again, I have no idea why no, I started know that. this conversation. I do know that. Because I can, have no fucking idea. You can look that up. You just go ahead with your story. <laughs> you can look that up. Now, from 1861 to 1865, during the American Civil War, Confederate sympathizers living in St. Augustine, this is another truly American thing right here. Here we go. Removed and hid the lens from the clockwork <laughs> mechanisms in an effort to block Union shipping. Now, the Union Navy, Stephen, take your shit. <laughs> the Union Navy, 
steamed into the harbor on gunboats and took control of St. Augustine. Now, it was only after jailing the future St. Augustine mayor, Paul Arnold, on a prison ship that the whereabouts of the clockworks and lens was revealed. <laughs> so, so they took this guy captive just to find out where the lens is. some leverage for them to tell them where the lens yeah. Where, tell us what the lens is! Because you, know you, you, you know they spent like a month, where's the lens? And nobody would say anything. <laughs> See, I don't know where your lens is. I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know. I don't know. What's the lens? What's the lens? And We're going to kill this guy. If you don't tell us Look, where the lens is. we've got your mayor. If you don't tell us where the lens is. <laughs> he wasn't even mayor yet. You said he was the future, future mayor. We've got your future mayor. <laughs> no. We're time travelers. <laughs> and this man will one day be your mayor. Unless you don't tell us where that lens is. <laughs> if you don't tell us, we're going to feed him to the shark. <laughs> I can just, I can imagine this playing out. Oh, my God. Because I know America. <laughs> and I can just know how this, this would this, make a great comedy movie. Yes, this, this part is, right this here. This is a 1980s movie plot right here. <laughs> just this part right here. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, shit. Okay. So they found out where the clock working. <laughs> okay, okay. Guys, he's from the future. We gotta tell him where the lens is. Well, they didn't find out where the lens of the clockwork mechanism was until 1867. Wait, wait, I mean, two years <laughs> after the Civil War. <laughs> so, they said two years so after the war's over. These two idiots, these two sanctions of idiots down here in Florida are still are fighting still over <laughs> the lens of clockwork mechanism. That's how you know it's fucking Florida. <laughs> okay. Well, anyway. So, the, the victorious American government finally relit the beacon in 1867. Victorious <laughs> Yes! This, this is how you... We showed you... <laughs> The tower is lit. The tower. The tower. You know they got like they had fireworks and shit going you up know, over there. They had like a like a whole day like a Fourth of July celebration would be going on in 1867. Oh, we got the we got the lens we back. The lens. We got it back. Oh. And by this time, the guy had already been elected mayor. I know. <laughs> <laughs> They'd already let him go, and he was mayor and everything else. So. They were so upset about these people, I guess, stealing the lens and clockwork mechanism. Let it go. That they brought in professional lighthouse keepers from the north to replace the Confederate sympathizers running the port before. (laughs) Well, good call. Grow the fuck up. Good good call, though, because now Now they can't steal the lens. The lens will maybe just stay in place. (laughs) Good Lord. Oh, man, somebody needs to make a movie out of just that one part, because <laughs> it would be hilarious. Too bad Monty Python. That's <laughs> y'all. See, you got the limbs there, eh? <laughs> However, as the sweet level was rising, it would not be long oh before God. a new light station was required in St. Augustine. So all of their efforts were futile, <laughs> because the lighthouse was falling into the ocean. 
They spent all their time arguing over the. They, they didn't the realize lost. they needed to reason. They forgot about upkeep. <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> hey, it's, this is a haunted pod- podcast. When we get to the haunted stuff, soon. Okay, very soon. Curious. There's just so much interesting stuff, and I didn't even put even a fourth of the stuff they have on that website in here. Mm. It's just awesome. Okay. By 1871, it became apparent that the first St. Augustine Lighthouse Tower was doomed to fall into the ocean. <laughs> the United States Congress appropriated $100,000 funding for a new lighthouse during the Florida Reconstruction Period. Now, the United States Lighthouse Service began construction on a new 165-foot tower with 219 spiral steps winding to the top. The work began in 1871 and did not end until 1874. So they went for three, four years without a lighthouse, I guess. I wonder how many ships wrecked during that time. A lot. If 16 wrecked with it. And one night. (laughs) (laughs) In three years. Oh, my gosh. Now, this is the light tower that still stands in St. Augustine today. It was Florida's first official lighthouse. Now, lighthouse keeper William R. Russell lit the oil lamp inside the new First Order Fresnel lens for the first time on October 15, 1874. The lens was nine foot tall, and Russell would have had to climb inside it to light the lamp. How did they hide a nine foot tall lens? Well, this was the new lens. Oh, okay. In the new tower. Okay. They probably just gave them back the old lens. So here, you can have it now. <laughs> After all that, here's your fucking lens. And <laughs> you want the shit here? It's so I mean, all of that, all obsolete. of that, all of that was like, I mean, it was of no use because yeah. they had to replace everything anyway. Now the jewel-like lens was handmade just for Saint Augustine in Paris, France, by the company Solder and. I don't know how to pronounce that. Luminaire? Luminaire. Luminaire. Okay. It represented the height of Victorian engineering and technology and cast its beam much further out to sea than its predecessor. The new light now demonstrated three fixed flashes from the bullseye panels that could be seen from up to 19 to 24 nautical miles. And this was, of course, depending on the atmospheric conditions. It was fueled by oil and kerosene before electricity came to the light station. And a fun fact, they didn't get electricity to the St. Augustine light to Anastasia Island until like the early night, like the mid 1900s, which I found interesting, but I didn't put it in here. (laughs) No, but you said it. I did. (laughs) Now, the original lens would have given off a brightly hued yellow light. And on February 28th of 1889, the St. Augustine Weekly News described the lens in the following manner. I put this in here because, I mean, they were just so in awe over well, this I lens. Mean, you've been talking about this lens for 30 damn minutes. So I have not. <laughs> now, the lamp, it says, the lamp is a brass cylinder of 10 gallons capacity. Inside, it has a heavy weight which governs the flow of oil to the burner. The burner has five wicks and concentric circles. The chimney leads to the roof, and it has a damper which regulates the flame. The globe is a huge case of glass which revolves around the lamp every nine minutes, and it makes a flash every three minutes when a big bullseye lines up between the lamp and the human eye. The cage of the light weighs two tons, and in 1991, the Coast Guard shut down the Fresnel lens and replaced it with a modern airport beacon. 
The authentic lens remains operational and preserved in the lighthouse today in the museum. Oh, okay. So, so that lens cool. is there? Yeah. It's not being used, but it's They the, use it like once, I think it's once a year for like the anniversary of Oh, but the, it's still in the lighthouse park. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> Now, in late 1941 and early 1942, a coastal lookout building was constructed at the St. Augustine Light Station after the Japanese attack on Pearl Harbor in December of 1941. The United States Navy Coast Guard stationed armed guards at St. Augustine Lighthouse to watch the sea 24 hours a day. Okay. Now, during the 1980s, the keeper's house was saved and restored and converted into the museum, which opened in 1994. And in 2001, museum archaeologists recorded the foundations of the first lighthouse tower, as well as working on the remains of the first of a series of British shipwrecks off the shore. I'm thinking that's those 16 ships. Well, I'm sure probably one of them is, at least one. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Now, the current lighthouse tower is 145 years old, or it was in 2019, it is one part well, of I guess a, that would mean it's 147 years old now. I hadn't thought about that. Hashtag, it's 100, hashtag it's 147 years old now. <laughs> it mad. is one part of an aid to navigation system supporting military defense, travel, trade, fishing, boat building, and pleasure boating since the 16th century. Now, the lighthouse has seen its share of tra- tragedies during its existence. Many lives have been lost in the lighthouse or around the grounds. And many believe that some never left. One such tragedy that occurred involved <clears throat> Mr. Petey and his family. Who? Hezekiah Petey. <laughs> I wasn't going to say his first name because I knew you were going to make fun of it. The first name, okay, Hezekiah, but Petey? P-I-T-T-E-E. Pity Pat, like Pity Pat. Like Pity Pat. <laughs> it's a guy of pity. Now, Pity was the superintendent of construction during the building of the new light tower from 1871 to 1874. What a pity. <laughs> he moved from Maine with his family to oversee the construction. He lived on the site with his wife, Mary, and their children, Mary Adelaide, Eliza, Edward, and Carrie. As all children would do, the Petey children turned the construction site into a playground. I'm sorry, I'm laughing. <laughs> Petey. <laughs> okay. Yes. At the site, a railway cart was used to move supplies from ships docked at Salt Run to the building site. Now, only a single wooden board at the end of the rail stopped the cart from tipping over into the water. I've got a, I've got a feeling that. I got a feeling, feeling that something bad's about to happen. Now, the children enjoyed riding the cart down to the water. They used it kind of as a Victorian era roller coaster, <laughs> which I could see. Whee! I would probably would have done the same thing. Now, on July tenth of eighteen seventy three, the three Pity sisters. <laughs> I got a feeling we're about to be saying what a pity. Now, Mary, Mary, who was 15, Eliza, who was 13, and Carrie, who was 4, along with an unknown African-American girl who was 10, were riding the cart as normal. But the wooden board at the end that stopped the cart from going into the water was not in place as it should have been. The cart carrying the girls flipped into the water, trapping the girls underneath. Mm. Now, a worker, Mr. Dan Sessions, 
witnessed the accident, and raced down to the water. When he reached the cart, he used all his strength to lift the cart off the girls. Unfortunately, by the time he was able to lift the cart, three of the four girls had drowned. Mm. Carrie, the youngest, was the only one to survive. Now, since the accident, strange occurrences have been attributed to the young girls. They are playful spirits, often heard or seen playing hide-and-seek, and sometimes including unsuspecting people in their game. <laughs> Tagger it! <laughs> I didn't even know I was playing. They are often heard giggling in the house and in the woods that surround the lighthouse. And they are also in the also <clears throat> they are also heard giggling in the lighthouse, like throughout. Like you can just hear them giggling throughout the lighthouse. Okay, is this when other people are there? Yeah. Okay, so maybe it's other people giggling. It could be. <laughs> now some say they're I laughter. Mean, I'm just saying. <laughs> I mean, it could be. Now, some say their laughter echoes through the hallways. A staff member claims that as he was locking up for the night, he heard giggling coming from the top of the watchtower. Thinking he had left someone <laughs> up there, he returned to the top like normal people would do, only to find it empty. Now, as he headed back down the stairs, he heard the giggling again. So he just left. <laughs> He's like, whatever. Fuck this shit I'm out. <laughs> Now, they are also said to play pranks on people. A female guest says she was standing on the spiral staircase, and when she went to go up to the staircase, she found that one of her shoelaces had been tied to the staircase. That was her husband playing it. Probably. <laughs> like, hey, y'all watch this. Now, people have also witnessed them <laughs> peeking around corners, and they often show up as full-bodied apparitions. Like people? Like people. So maybe Only see-through. Maybe it's a people. Only see-through. <laughs> people a young girl in an old era in old era clothing is often seen gazing out the door or standing by the window eliza is seen around the grounds in the same blue dress that she died in now one guest reported that she saw a young girl in victorian era clothing sitting on a park bench reading when she looked away for a second and looked back the girl was gone maybe she was just a cosplayer and caught a bus <laughs> maybe <laughs> But would, mean, there, would there be a bus on an island that you have to take a boat to? I mean, well, what would be the going to get along, along on the island? Walk? Is... I'm just saying. Now, while the children are by no means the only tragedy that occurred in the home, the girls are some of the most active spirits around. Now, one other spirit is said to be that of Peter Rasmussen, one of the first lighthouse keepers. He had a love for cigars, and people often report the smell of cigar smoke, but no smoking is allowed. Well, that don't mean people ain't smoking. I agree. <laughs> Another keeper was Joseph Andrew, who fell 60 feet to his death when the scaffolding he was standing on to paint the outside of the tower failed. Mm, that scaffolding. Now, people report hearing the screams of a man falling to his death. Now, I, I'm... I'm well, what's the difference? I want to know if somebody out there can let me know what a man falling to his death screaming sounds like. So I can oh, kind I mean, of as just opposed think, to as opposed just to just somebody screaming. screaming. Yeah, I would like to hear that. <laughs> so I can distinguish oh, the two. So I can distinguish the two. It's just him. He's he's just saying, "Ah, I'm falling to my death." 
Oh, okay. And that's how you know that he's, it's a man screaming, I'm falling to my death. Oh, okay. Because he's actually screaming, I'm falling to my death. Okay. Well, maybe that's so. Screaming, falling to my death. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <coughs> I was just wondering how you would that's how be you able know. to tell the difference. That, that, that's how you know. I mean, because if somebody was being murdered by being stabbed to death, I mean, could you distinguish the scream from someone being stabbed to death between someone falling to their death? I think so, because if you're getting stabbed to death, it's probably you're probably going to hear some grunting in there. I'm not being 1,000% serious right now. I'm not joking, but I would think that you it would I be I guess like a loud start... thud at the end of the scream. <laughs> <laughs> That's what gave it away. That's what gave it away. Boom. Boom. Ah! Boom. Uh, that is the sound of a man falling to his death. <laughs> Definitely. Well, damn. Definitely. Anyway, I was just wondering. That's, that's the only conclusion I can come to. I guess. <laughs> now, while most of the spirits at St. Augustine Lighthouse are playful and mean no harm, there is one that is known to be a sinister spirit. You mean an asshole. Pretty much. <laughs> this en- entity that lurks within the watchtower is known as, wait for it, the man. The man. <laughs> yes. He is the man. The man. Well, he sounds kind of like a cool dude. <laughs> <laughs> now, this spirit is the most blood-curdling spirit, and I didn't understand what is a that. blood-curdling? These descriptions, I, I know that you were shouting out this website, but I got to say that... Some of these descriptions. I'm trying are just to think troublesome. of what. And I mean, if you see a spirit, it's not blood curdling. Blood yeah, curdling would be hearing something. Yeah, that's like a described like a scream, like a something. scream, like a blood blood curdling scream. I'm trying to think. Which is horrific. probably what you would sound like if you were getting stabbed to death or falling to your death. <laughs> Maybe. So see, it would be hard to differentiate <laughs> between the two. Um. I tried to think of a description for seeing something horrific, horrendous, scary. horrendous sight, scary. It was just a scary. It was really, it, really it's scary. fucking messed up. <laughs> he often appears as a shadow figure and makes the room smell like c- cigar smoke. Well, that's not, like, blood-curdling. Again, I'm I'm having I'm troublesome with the these descriptions are troublesome to me. Well, I've kind of wondered about that too, but <laughs> maybe they were blood curdling to them. Okay. Now he is usually seen in the basement of the keeper's house, but he has also been seen peeking over the railing of the staircase in the lighthouse. Was it the same guy that was that smoked the cigars? It could be. Well, I mean, why? Is, why I don't understand. I guess why they are considering that two different people. I don't know. Maybe they don't know that it's <laughs> okay, him. Then. Maybe they don't know that it's him. Oh, okay. Now, one lighthouse keeper refused to go back to work after being harassed by the man all night. He said that the man, the man chased him up and night. down all 219 stairs all night long. No, he didn't. And I know that. You would have run out of that damn exactly lighthouse. Why this is a lie and did not happen. That's exactly. There's no way that you, you would were running just, from a spirit. You would just not. You would just you leave. You would run back up the stairs. You would just leave. <laughs> and it's a spirit. Just turn around and say, "Go away." They can't hurt you. Because this didn't, they're not real. So Now, the current keeper says that he constantly hears boots coming up the stairs, but there is no one there when he turns around. But he don't run away screaming up and down the <laughs> stairs all night. That's bullshit. 
Now, some believe the man could be the keeper William Russell, who was the keeper in the 1850s. Now, most believe it is more likely to be the spirit of Joseph Andrew, who fell to his death. And some believe it to be Peter Rasmussen because of the cigar smell. But most believe that it is the spirit of the keeper that hanged himself in the tower due to loneliness. (laughs) He was also not found until the next night when the tower did not light. So that's the spirits I could find. I'm sure there may be more well, stories. Well, maybe if you would have branched out to more than one website. I did for the, I did for the actual paranormal stuff. Oh, okay. That was just the historical gotcha. stuff that I got off that website. Oh, okay. I got you. But um, the guy who hung himself due to loneliness is a lighthouse, dude. Did you I not mean, know what that entailed? Did you not read the job description? It's an island. <laughs> did you not know what that entailed? They put uh, you, All you got to do is look at them indeed. They lighthouse put <laughs> isolated on an island. <laughs> I bet I'll never be lonely. <laughs> there will be birds and turtles and squirrels. That would be a dream come true. There's tons of people in a a lighthouse on an island that I could talk to. In your head? Yeah. All right. Well, that was interesting. It was interesting. All right. Well, thank you for that. You're Um, welcome. Guys, if you want to send us a story that you have or that you've heard. Yeah, I want to read some of your stories. Even if it's not about you, I won't mention any names. So you don't have to worry about that. You can just say a friend or someone you know. Right. We won't know the difference. Yeah, we won't. We won't. Know won't. That you're lying. We we won't. Or you can make it up. We won't know that yeah. either. If you're like a really good story writer, make it up. Scare the crap out of we us. We won't know. Scare the shit out of us. Um, you can also hit us up on Twitter or Instagram mm-hmm. at OITS underscore podcast. Uh, you can email us at out in the sticks podcast at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. We would ask if you would please go rate us and review us. Um, and don't be mean. I know it's been a while and I know we've been kind of scraggly with our, <laughs> with recording these things, but we're trying, I promise. <laughs> oh, so pitiful. I am. I'm sorry, guys. Oh, bless her heart. But it's going to get better. Bless her I little heart. Don't leave She's me. feeling bad. It's oh not gosh. me. It's, it's not you. It's me. Oh, Don't leave me. Oh, dear Lord. <laughs> leave her. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Um, well, I guess until next week, we will say, remember, the scariest things happen out in the sticks. Yes, they do. <laughs> Bye. Bye.